Wingo, baby. Son of a bitch. Well, yeah, this. Go ahead, T. I am attempting to <laughs> record for the first time coming to you live from my hot tub, but my neighbors are popping the fuck off. Did y'all hear these gunshots? <laughs> nah. Uh-uh. The You're actually in the hot tub. Yes, I'm in the hot tub. How do you oh How do you God. have that set up? Uh, I got my headphones in. You know, I got a swim up bar, honey. Oh yeah, and like, I got like my laptop out here. <laughs> Tanya's gonna zone. drop like goddamn toaster. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Ju- <laughs> juice, juice yourself. Drive on the program. We're gonna be like Tanya. Listen, they that would be a lucky way to go out at this point, wouldn't it? <laughs> Instead of going out, I mean, that out would be a mercy kill, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, literally. It's just, uh, courtesy. Uh, no, I've been. I continue to say I don't. I'm trying not to go out like Whitney in here, but we'll <laughs> see. Oh, I mean, man. it's better than going out in the. Uh, didn't you say you were prepping for a snowstorm up there? Oh my God! Yeah, seven and nine I, inches. I should be. I would like to charge AEP for the therapy for my trauma response to climate chaos. <laughs> That's who I'm. P- today's today's villain is American Electric Power. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Here's the thing. If future generations actually move the idea of like neural trauma pathways from the conceit of sort of the, you know, psychology slash pseudo science, I'm not saying that the two are equated, but I'm mm-hmm. saying like there's probably people that don't really believe in like actual, you know, trauma pathways or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if that it's ever like established like rock solid science, who is on the hook for our traumas? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. There's Kentucky Powers on the hook there. <laughs> Kentucky American Waters on the hook there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sheila. Uh, my my father, no the surprise there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sheila. <laughs> Sheila. My dad. My dad. Mercifully, my dad. My dad's dead, so he won't see his dad in court. But. Oh, God. Oh, man. I, I just no. want to know the definition of sound science in 2021. Is there such a thing? Nah. Well, it doesn't seem like there's it. official narratives, and then there's like, you know, you know. I mean, just and again, I know we take some flack for talking about COVID so much on here, but it's funny that like, uh, you know, again, March 2020, Fauci says if you're not sick, you don't need a mask, mm-hmm. and now it just feels like they're recycling some of that like pseudoscience shit just to because it's kind of inconvenient now like you know like at the famously this past week the big story was the delta ceo uh asked the cdc Mm -hmm. to slash the quarantine time in half from 10 days to five days it had been 14 days initially then they kind of shortened a little bit Mm -hmm. to 10 days and now we're at a a top five (laughs) and uh that really doesn't have any basis in anything (laughs) so did did she say Go ahead, Tanya. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, didn't didn't Fauci say during a, a news segment that they did it because uh, if if more of the workforce was out of work, then the economy couldn't function. Like he spoke the quiet part out loud. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of let it slip there for a second. And again, who cares? Like we can sit here and talk about. It. Everybody knows. Blah blah. Every day we're in the mm-hmm. midst of a global pandemic. I get it. We it's we're all tired of hearing about it. But it, you know. We just don't talk enough about, I guess what I'm trying to say is, everybody that was shitting on us for peddling dangerous pseudoscientific <laughs> beliefs, once again, we come up smelling like roses. Yeah. It, it, 
Be- better than sounding like the CDC, by God. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Anytime you take a swipe at us, that's fine. Do what you do. What you do. But just know in a couple of months you're going to be proven horribly wrong. You know why? Because we see the future. You see the future. Tomorrow's paper. We're motherfucking baby. intuitive. We're fucking oracles, bitch. <laughs> Prognosticators, man. Get out of here. I think it's probably less that, more just like everybody Everybody sees what they can get away with in like <laughs> eastern Kentucky before they go anywhere else with it. So. Truly, I'm reading bell hooks like right now like everybody else and... Just so happy to hear her talk about her first real life examples of anarchy was living in the hills of Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. Well, we're uh, fast approaching a little anniversary, gang. Oh, is that is that coming up? The uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, the a year since since Bay of Chuds, <laughs> the Bay of Chuds. Uh, uh, what lessons have we learned? Uh, that uh, you could put your feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk and more or less kind of <laughs> get away with it. I mean, I mean, do, you can't get a PPP loan. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> if you if you are a uh, owner of a tractor supply franchise who was also a recipient of a PPP loan, you can kick your feet up on Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> desk and that shit can be done about it. That's wrong. Actually, they they're going hard on this shit. But get the fuck <laughs> off, Arrow. <laughs> oh my god! god. Damn. Were you attacked? <laughs> nah, she just hopped up there. She's just fucking doing. I I swear to God, if I don't pay attention to her for eight seconds, she comes in walking all over my shit. Well, I'm liable to have to get out of here and take the dogs in because they're. Do you hear this gunshots? It sounds no, like they're tell. shooting off a motherfucking cannon up here. It's not like pop, pop, pop. It's like every so often there's a huge bumble and fucking roar because they got some goddamn army tank half-assed up there. They got like a cannon and some shit. Just these bitches. I don't know. It's always some shit. I mean, it's a do fucking... You think, do you think they're celebrating the anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And but from the other end, you know what I mean? Like they're celebrating it as like not mournfully, but like... I guess mournfully for like the one person they shot or whatever. Yeah. Flying Who knows? The flag I mean, half mask. This I love my neighbors, but this one motherfucker down here ain't got a lick of sense, and he's he's strung like three fucking Confederate flags across the porch. It looks like a goddamn war fort how, up here. How many Confederate flags <laughs> like do you need across mate. the porch, man? Uh, yeah, I know it looks like he's selling them, <laughs> buddy. Hey, bro. We get the message with just the one. Yeah. Just the one one of them's like a tread. I mean, they're getting creative with this shit. One of them's like a half tread on me, and then it burns into a Confederate flag or something crazy. I don't even know. But, yeah, I was like, dude, what's the deal? Why? Is this necessary? Like, do I need to start playing capture the flag down here? Is this a little game we do? A little dance? I'm ready to dance, bitch. I ain't got nothing to do. I don't work. I don't work. I don't there's work. 79 inches coming. Yeah, fuck it. I get out up here. All I do is masturbate. This, I ain't got a goddamn thing to do. What's the fucking deal? But he's just like, oh, fuck Joe. Oh, fuck Joe. We I'm need like, to yeah. go hang the Jamaican flag down yeah, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can hang the Jamaican flag there, man. Sure, yeah. Joe sucks, but so does the fucking Confederacy, man. Jeez. If, are they, uh, um, let's go Brandon guys? I don't know. 
Oh, I oh heard my that God. one. God damn. I told you. I mean, I'm up here living in a fucking <laughs> war zone. The dogs are actually fucking terrified right now, shaking. I feel like a terrible mother. I need to get out of this. I just feel so good in this hot tub. I just stacked a bunch of wood. I'm wore the fuck out. I had to work. I just worked. Just holler down there and say, God damn it, take you about five. Boys, I'm doing a podcast <laughs> up here. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, we got some good ambient noise, right? <laughs> the occasional uh, shot of a cannon or whatever the fuck that is. That. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You guys, oh, the best part about being out here is bird watching, and this beautiful, like, red-breasted something just flew up. Gorgeous. Just what? Just what? The rare red-breasted mango hummingbird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, this motherfucker is huge. I figure it's a male if they're bright colored, and that usually the th- the deal. Yeah, usually it's probably it usually has something to to do with trying to get some bird poon. You know what I yeah. saw here? You know what I saw here that I didn't know existed down here, man. Some uh, vultures. Like I thought they were like hawks or something like that. Oh no! But apparently vultures. we got like vultures down here. Hell yeah, we do. They're everywhere. I didn't know that, man. In New York, with the most, uh, you got a crows, Canadian geese, those little brown birds. Well, I went on a hike <laughs> this new year because it was about 80 degrees and saw some strange, conspicuous animal droppings full of berries, and we were trying to figure out what it could be. And was it big enough to be bears? Bears love berries. No, it didn't. That's what I'm saying. It, it didn't seem big enough to be a bear. And I was like, well, maybe it's just a cub or something, but they should be pretty big. God damn. <laughs> the fucking God. I mean, you can hear it about the same in the house, but I might have to migrate. Uh, uh, that's some yee yee shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear them let out the rebel yell here shortly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm zooming up here on the side by sides. I love when they, because when they drive by me, they can definitely see I'm in this hot tub, and I obviously ain't wearing nothing. And I feel like they're always <laughs> just like this kooky bitch up here, just floating. <laughs> yeah, but they're yeah. the ones firing like cannon shots though in the middle of the day. So I know. Hell, I'm yeah. minding my own business, <laughs> and I'm well, the kook. Well, uh, you know. To write it back, as much as I'd love to do a bird watching podcast <laughs> slash, <laughs> slash Civil War history podcast. Well, the point of me talking about the shit with the berries in it is I was trying to figure out is there any animal that is only carnivore? Like all animals eat berries and fucking, you know, yeah. vegetation, right? And then we were like, maybe a buzzard, like a vulture, do they, are they strictly carnivores? Oh, shit. They, they are scavengers. They'll. Pick at the carcasses. Freakins. They don't do any hunting. Yeah, or gather. Yeah, they're the dumpster divers of the bird kingdom. (laughs) Yeah. But their dumpsters are, you know, remains (laughs) and stuff. Yeah. Despite popular belief, bears mostly are vegetarians. They like berries. They'll sometimes uh, scoop salmon out of streams up in the great northwest. But black bears pretty much eat anything, like trash cake, leftover cake they love oh, especially. Oh, you know I got cake bear up here, Tom. <laughs> I know. She's legendary. <laughs> These motherfuckers love cake. <laughs> who, who, who among us? Who can blame them, you know? Just imagine, well, like... Go ahead, go ahead, Tom. 
No, no, no. Go ahead. No, nah, I was man. saying, just imagine like baking a cake and leaving it on your windowsill, like the to cool, like a, you know, like a pie or some like shit. A <laughs> just, I mean, yeah. yeah, Yogi the Bear comes and swats <laughs> that shit down. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh. oh, damn it. Well, here let's get to what we came to talk about, gang. That's uh, the adverse of January six, and since it seems as if none of us have any strong opinions <laughs> one way or the other, let's get a little glimpse into what. Thus say the liberals, who some of which have made this their 9-11. Oh, and uh, in order to get that opinion, I think there's no better place to go than Thomas L. Friedman's piece in the New York Times today, or from yesterday, that's titled, <clears throat> How to Stop Trump and Prevent Another January 6th. Man, he he's done been uh, banned from Twitter. What do y'all want? Yeah, what do y'all y'all need to stop him from running <laughs> for office again? You could have done that if you didn't do it. <laughs> so, I did you see that thing that somebody shared on Twitter the other day that was like Trump was in a meeting with Erdogan from Turkey and he just abruptly said, "Y'all ever watch Midnight Express?" <laughs> so that's a dark movie. That's a dark movie for you guys. <laughs> you know, it's about Turkish prison. Oh my god, <laughs> from the seventies. Thomas L. Friedman's opinion on how to stop Trump and prevent another January 6th because that's something we need to figure out, apparently, according to TLF. Here we go. On Christmas morning, I woke up early and flipped on CNN where I found the newscaster toggling among three news stories, two really depressing ones and an amazingly uplifting one. The first depressing story was the rapid spread of the Omicron variant. The other was the looming anniversary of the motherfucking January 6th insurrection. That's an editor's note. <clears throat> Both the threat from the virus and the distorted beliefs about the attack on the Capitol were being fueled by crackpot conspiracy theories circulated by Facebook, Fox News, and Republican politicians. Goddamn, right out of the gate, incredible to equate these two. The unholy trinity of misinformation outlets. <laughs> but then there it was. Sandwiched between these two disturbing tales, a remarkable story of U.S. and global collaboration to reach a new scientific frontier. This ought to be good. <clears throat> it was the launch at 7.20 a.m. Christmas Day of the James Webb Space Telescope. Named so for our Jim <laughs> James Watson Webb, our dearly departed friend Jim Webb. According to NASA, thousands of scientists, engineers, and technicians from 306 universities, national labs, and companies, primarily in the U.S., Canada, and Europe, contributed to the, quote, design, build, test, integrate, and launch, and operate, operation of Webb. Thank you, Santa. What a gift to remind us that a level of trust to do big, hard things together is still alive on the planet Earth. Wait, I just, wait, I just want to say he's saying this during a pandemic in which the government's response has been anything but adequate. I just want to say that. Well, that's, that's the fight. You're talking, you're like, like the people that are still idealists about uh, global collaboration and we're leaving most of the world in the dust <laughs> yeah. as far as this vaccine goes. You know? Exactly. They think we're front but, but But on the big things, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. But on the big things, they just, they want collaboration, you know, in things that benefit us like telescopes and space and whatnot. Thank you, Santa. What a gift to remind us of that level of trust to do big, hard things together still alive on planet Earth. By operating from deep in space, Smithsonian Magazine noted, 
Webb will help scientists understand how early galaxies formed and grew, detect possible signatures of life on other planets, watch the birth of stars, study black holes from a different angle, and likely discover unexpected truths. I love that phrase, <laughs> unexpected truths. We've launched a space telescope that can peer far into the universe to discover, with joy, unexpected truths. <laughs> Let's pause there for I a think second. That's just church. known as a surprise. <laughs> I wonder what unexpected truths we're talking about here. You think this is like one of those like alien deep fake bullshit things? Like shit's going really bad, so we have to push aliens again. Yeah, it could be. You mean as like a distraction from like a like a social like insecurity and economic insecurity and shit like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've went, I've went in the last three years to thinking that. Oh, there's a chance aliens exist. To now, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt they probably don't exist because they push the shit on us every time shit gets hairy. They, there's an alien story <laughs> yeah. that comes out. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. This alas though. Yeah. I'm sorry. Aaron, no, go no. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tom. Go ahead. Alas though, my joy is tempered by those two other stories. By the fact that here on Earth in America, one of our t- I would have loved it if I would have said unexpected truths and just heard a big gunshot. <laughs> Alas, though, my joy is tempered by those two other stories. By the fact that here on Earth in America, one of our two national parties and its media allies have chosen instead to celebrate and propagate alternative facts. <laughs> Only one of the parties, though. This struggle between those seeking unexpected truths, which is what made us great as a nation, and those worshiping alternative facts, which will destroy us as a nation, is the story on the anniversary of the January 6th insurgency and for the coming year. Interesting take there, that the story is who we, how are we going to stop the spread of misinformation? I'm keeping score here, okay? I, I just like the fact that he's comparing... <laughs> So he's setting the the alternative facts are like the January 6th people where the unexpected truth comes from, I guess, like uh, making this nation be whatever myth that he believes in America. But he's I guess then that would be like the liberals, I guess the liberals are the ones. He's like the liberals are look are ever looking to the heavens. (laughs) Truths and all this goodness. While the the rest of these idiotic <laughs> pieces of shit are worshiping alternative facts, yeah, yeah, they're on Earth wor- worshiping alternative facts. Like, oh god, man. I don't know if Thomas Friedman understands that if your life sucks, your life fucking sucks. So, you know, to me, the thing that's kind of like batshit about that is like, and it's something we've talked about plenty on here, but it bears repeating, is this idea that like. The Democrats have a monopoly on truth and goodness and, uh, you know, everything else, and it's everybody else that's spreading the lies. But I'm mm-hmm. if, for those keeping score at home, Biden has uh, went from we're going to forgive student debt to we're going to forgive 100000 to we're going to forgive 50000 to we're going to forgive none of it. Sorry, but we're going to pause your payments indefinitely to we're actually going to unpause those come May. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know... The kids at the border was another big thing. Yeah. How much yeah. we heard about the kids at the border was such a huge piece of that yeah. 2020 campaign. Mm-hmm. Remember that picture? And Biden's deported more people than Trump did. In a year's time? 
In a year. Yeah, in, in a year's time. Yeah. In a year's time, he's deported more people than Trump did in four years. Yes. Jesus yes. fucking Christ. And, dude, and we what are we? It, so it's crazy hell. how things go away. Yeah. Oh and, my God. And I mean, I'm not to like you know, because not to go and talk about COVID again, but I mean, we all <laughs> saw that where he was like. Oh, uh, there's no federal solution like to the pandemic. This is up to the states. You know, I'm, we're living like in the South and he's saying this already. We already know what that is and what that means. Right. Like just let yeah. these people die. But I mean, he he ran his campaign on saying that he would have handled the pandemic more humanely, more efficiently, you know, than Trump would. And oh, they, you there's know. that tweet that he said that anybody that would let uh, 40,000 people die on their watch. It's not fit to be president. <laughs> and now like, what? We've bro, lost about a, like I think 200,000 on his or something like that. Oh, I mean, it was like way early, mm-hmm. like in yeah, the pandemic, yeah. when they, the 40,000. Like, I know there was like, <sighs> I think like, and this has been several months ago, maybe six months ago, they said one in 500 Americans has died of COVID. Um, God damn. But this is just... When when there's there's few things that get my goat and just ignite my rage, like liberals grandstanding about the truth, yeah, about like how they're telling the truth and all this kind of stuff, and they're the biggest fucking liars in the fucking world. Let me just keep the score at home here. <laughs> biggest Biden, liars in the fucking world. These the biggest lies in the fucking world. <laughs> Listen, Biden has made good on none of his campaign promises. I'm honestly for shocked for Trump's part. He told the Turks, right, Midnight Express is a fantastic movie. (laughs) (laughs) A soundtrack is out of this world. I'm honestly shocked that they haven't started saying Biden has amnesia, and that's why we ain't getting any campaign promises. He's forgetting them. No, go ahead, Tony. Sorry, go ahead, Tony. No, that's it. Just like, what? I mean, (laughs) they don't even care to offer up an excuse. Exactly. They don't that's, owe us a motherfucking thing. They're like, who are you people? I mean, that <laughs> dumbass fucking press secretary. I mean, she's laughing at people, asking about how we're going to prevent more death. She's <laughs> giggling, <laughs> giggling <laughs> on the mic <laughs> like she's fat. What do you want us to do? Send out tests to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want us to do? Mail everybody a mask? <laughs> yes, oh everyone should have been mailed a mask. Can you believe that we're two years into this and we have not even received the first mask? Actually, now Trump. I, I think Trump was sending. If I'm nah, let me not. Don't don't quote me on that. You know, but I could have swore that they were sending out masks under Trump, man. Like, like I could have swore they were. I'm not sure, but I don't know. I, I mean, either way, we got a lockdown under him. We got money under him. Yeah. I mean, that's why when people say like objectively. <laughs> Trump sent me two checks, my God. <laughs> right. I got two checks with Trump's name on it. I've got a big goose egg from Joe. <laughs> you want to know the way my motherfucking heart? <laughs> uh, I t- honestly t- can't. I'm just hung up on this military situation. Like, are, is there something they ain't what, telling What's us? going on down the hill from you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Civil War reenactment going on Yeah, the Civil War reenactment yeah. happened up here. I just... What the money, like the fact that they won't give us no money, won't send us a mask, not a test, <laughs> not a fucking nothing, honey, not a thermometer, not a goddamn ibuprofen. Yet they've over dealt all that we have to fucking off duty naval, naval ships. I don't know what they're sending this money to. Where's it going? Where the fuck is it going? 
And I just am like, like, I mean, I get high and I don't, and you know, my mind, like every, un- unlike Tom's, has convinced me that there's some type of cyborg overlord who's like carefully calculating how many need to die Ugh. to make way for, you know, the few to live much better and mm-hmm. there'd just be enough of us to keep building robots or the robots to do whatever they need. I don't know. but So the Matrix. <laughs> oh, Tanya, Matrix hey, that might be... You might be, you might have stumbled onto one of these unexpected truths that he's talking about here. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But truly, do you think that there's something they ain't telling us? Do you think there's some threat we don't know about? How could they possibly, how could they possibly throw this much money away? I, I know you get your news a few days later there on the hill, T, but. <laughs> I think we're, I think we're, I think that's the safest bet going right now. Only we probably know most of it. I mean, it's just, you know, what it is. This struggle. Okay. Okay. Basically with this episode, what I want to do is just do a survey of like how people are responding to January 6th. And then talk a little bit about, you know, I feel like January 6th was sort of one of those, um, it was kind of one of those moments that, like, culminated. Like, we've been seeing this over the past couple of years, right? There's this, like, sort of debate to, like, sort of, like, define what socialism and fascism is. Mm-hmm. You know, sprung from the socialism or barbarism adage, right? Yeah. And so I think that, like, in this whole conversation, like, you've had people say, like, well, these people are fascists. They're, you know... This is, you know, they're they're awful, they're scum of the earth, they're Nazis, whatever, whatever. Mm. And then, like, there's also this tendency on sort of the nascent left to be like, uh, well, everything from uh, Norwegian uh, welfare states to uh, Venezuelan petrol. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, like, what is, like, what is socialism? And it's like, there's, like, everybody's speaking in hyperbole on mm. here on, on that question. So, I want to deal with that a little bit in a second, stick a pin in it, but mm. like. Let's finish what Friedman's got mm. to say here. What Tommy got to say? What's Tommy's got to say? <clears throat> if the majority of GOP lawmakers continue to bow to the most politically pernicious alternative fact that the 2020 election was a fraud, <laughs> it justifies empowering Republican <laughs> legislatures to override the will of voters and remove Republican and Democratic election supervisors who helped save our democracy last time by calling the election fairly, then America isn't just in trouble it is headed for what scientists call an extinction level event sounds like somebody watched don't look up (laughs) (laughs) i love their other favorite word is fair as if that means any goddamn thing exactly fair for who well i'll never get over it in my lifetime but like i'm not trying to hear this fucking bustle from y'all when like somehow pete Buttigieg won iowa even though he had far less fucking people caucus for him yeah. and then he dro- then he becomes the first candidate to win a contest and drop out before super tuesday yeah they kind of set the grounds for you know circling the wagons against mm-hmm. bernie and we got joe biden a guy that is like a goddamn uh haru arara the japanese <laughs> racehorse that never won a race in this whole career went zero and 112 <laughs> Is finishing sixth place in fucking Iowa, but somehow he's the guy. He left. Remember, he he went on to South Carolina. He didn't even finish. He 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 took off that day. 
But he went and tried to talk to Jim Cliver and said, how can I get back in this? And they figured it out. These fucking people, name one legitimate election that this country has ever had. Ever. There ain't uh, been one. I, I mean, also, fuck dude, off. Fuck it's the, the question fuck of, off. like, at some point, it's the question where the majority of people are not voting, right? Like, they're just not participating at all. Like, can you really right. be said that this is a democratic, like, process, you know? Like, no. So. Well, now they've got their perfect head fake, right? Because now they're pivoting from, like, what can we do to bail people out of their misery to, like, now we're going to focus on voting rights, what really matters. Yeah. yeah. It's the only thing they want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, uh, excuse excuse me. And I don't want to be dismissive of that because, like, I mean, obviously the civil rights movement is one of the biggest victories that is, is getting voting rights. But, like... <laughs> Today, how much does that matter in like a completely illegitimate system? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're all the time going to like Venezuela, or Nicaragua, or wherever, monitoring these elections, mm. and it's like, I think <laughs> even Jimmy Carter said that when he was monitoring Venezuelan elections that there are way there's way more fidelity <laughs> in Venezuelan elections than even ours. So. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. It's just I I really have a hard time with this whole like sort of posturing about like what's real. Like you're basically just playing on all of the bullshit we've been taught in schools about everything. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh oh. <laughs> Damn, I was just joking. Only it won't be a comet hurtling past the web telescope from deep space that destroys our democracy, as in the new movie, Don't Look oh, Up. Oh, wow. <laughs> he had to throw in the current media reference so people knew. These people get paid so much money to say shit like that. <sighs> no, no. It will be an unraveling from the ground up, as our country, for the first time, is unable to carry out a peaceful transfer of power to a legitimately elected For the president. first time. For the first time, ne- this never happened before. Unable, <laughs> it will be unable to carry out a peaceful transfer of power to a legitimately elected president. Because if Donald Trump and his flock are able to twenty twenty four in twenty twenty four to execute a procedural coup like they attempted on January 6, twenty twenty one, Democrats will not just say, "Ah shucks, we'll try harder next time." They will take to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold up, yo, you know this reminds me. You know this reminds me. When people with lives on line were like, uh, like if RBG dies or some shit like that, they're gonna riot or something like that. Oh, or, you know, or, riot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if Amy Cody Barrett gets uh gets nominated, they're gonna riot. Like, yeah. I think they they, I think that they misjudge how much these people like liberals actually care enough about politics to do anything more than just like march in the street. Maybe you know. Like right, these right. people that vote for Trump, like, and obviously it was like absurd, but like they were willing to like storm the Capitol. You know what I mean? Like liberals are not going to do that these shit. Motherfuckers, they're not. They were not cowardly. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, oh, man. yeah these we, they will not just. We won't just lie down and take it. Well, there's not a strong body of evidence to suggest that you won't lie down and take it. <laughs> you absolutely will. <laughs> to be fair, because I mean, the very, the very, in my opinion, the very definition of like, like a Democrat or a liberal, whatever you want to say, is somebody that wants to be on the right side of history without having to do anything. Oh, they have no conception to, of conflict. Like they have no concept of conflict and what it actually means to like take power and wield power, power and confront power. Exactly. 
So for right. them, it always is a return back to norms and procedures and policies, even if the Republicans are tweaking those things to their advantage, right? Then we- I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's like even before like people like us on the left are like just making those like very easy to make observations. I just looked at culture. I mean, like the Democrats have been lampooned as can't govern in like the fucking Simpsons and everything for like 30 years. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't something new that's an attribute about y'all, you know? We and it's it. funny. It's like, I, I think back to that David Axelrod tweet from a few weeks ago. Do you remember that? What do you say? Well, they were talking about the, uh, whatever Biden's name is, the American Recovery Act, the big. Yeah, okay. No, Obama's was the American Recovery right. Act. Biden's, what is his? Like the big piece of legislation oh, the bill, called. Bill the, back, the, the bill back better. Bill back yeah, better. Yeah, bill back better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's like, he was like, actually, we had huge majorities and we still had a hard time passing it, so. What hope do to y'all have with just like a slim majority? It's like okay, you're saying all that needs to be said and right <laughs> that about like just what kind of people y'all are. Fucking dumb, dumb and abdicating power. Because I mean, the thing is, is that they don't actually want to wield power or have power because then it would require like their base not being this big tent party with all of these conflicting class interests. Like, you know, they would actually have to, like, go out there and talk to working people and give people a reason to vote. And they don't want to do that shit. So when they get thrown the ball, all they want to do is, like, well, we couldn't do this because of X, Y, and Z. We couldn't do it because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, that's bullshit, man. We all, we all know it's bullshit, but people are going right. to keep voting for them anyway. I don't fucking know. <laughs> right. Or not. Aw, shucks. <laughs> I like that. Democrats will not just say, aw, shucks. We'll try harder next time. No, what they're going to say is, let me tell you really, let me just make a little note here. Here's what they're going to say if Trump were to like pull something off in 2024. Here's what they're going to say. We got to get out there and vote in the next election. <laughs> you Democracy's vote harder. on the line. Yeah. Vote harder. Yeah. Right now, though, too many Republicans are telling themselves and the rest of us, don't look up. Don't pay attention to what is unfolding in plain sight with Trump and company. Trump won't be the GOP's candidate in 2024. Who will save us? Okay, now here's here is the hallmark of liberalism. God bless Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, the two Republican House members <clears throat> participating on the January 6th investigation committee. But they are not enough. Kinzinger is retiring in the GOP leadership on Trump's orders is trying to launch Cheney into deep space. I think our last best hope is the leadership of the U.S. business community, <laughs> specifically the business roundtable led by General Motors CEO Mary Barra and the business council led by Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella. They are absolutely <clears throat> going to let them bury us. <laughs> and what's funny is like they're you're invoking... <laughs> The hilarious part of this is you're invoking don't look up, right? Yeah. Which, whatever you think about it, like a lot of people have been panning it or yeah. whatever, but, you know, but there are some, like, kind of ham-fisted critiques of yeah. it, right? Of, like, you know, Amazon, Apple, yeah. like, these like big the corporations. Elite. Yeah. How, like, it's, it is just this weird dissonance in the liberal mind that you can invoke that, and then four sentences later, you're saying our best hope is the U.S. business community. Yeah, the people in the movie who actually didn't want to knock the the, the comet out of like its, its trajectory to Earth because there were precious minerals inside of it. 
that they wanted to right. grab. You know what I'm saying? So they could make money off right. of it. The people who led to the downfall of Earth in that movie, those are the people who we should rely on in this very real real world scenario. Like There are no federal ultimate. solutions, boys. <laughs> there, right, are no right. federal, there are no, there are no federal, federal solutions. solutions. Yes. Only Better Business Bureau. That's the only BBB. We ain't getting no Build Back Better. Yeah, yo, that is a perfect distillation of like liberalism and neoliberalism specifically, yo. Just the privatization it is of everything. It's so incongruent, man. dude. Yeah. It's so incongruent. It makes no sense. I do not know. Because, and if I'm being honest, when I was a liberal, I had all those same questions because I couldn't square shit in my head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But everybody I mean, else was saying that, like, that's right. So I was just like, well, I don't want to sound stupid. I'm but, right back in know? vacation Bible school making a virginity box to give to my husband one day with more questions than answers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. It's just, it's, it's. It, I mean, it's just so. This is like I, anybody that's ever gotten mad at me for like you know being overly critical of liberals. This is the total distillation of what I'm talking about and why they ain't shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> they ain't shit. Do you get a hard? Yeah, and when I, I, I was an ain't shit having ass liberal back in. I worked for goddamn Bill Clinton. Yeah. I'm not listen. I I'm not casting aspersions. I'm just saying we gotta do better. <laughs> So, okay, so anyway, together those two groups represents the roughly 200 most powerful companies in America with 20 million employees. Although formerly nonpartisan, they lean center-right, but the old center-right, the one that believed in the rule of law, free markets, majority <laughs> rule, science, and the sanctity of our elections and constitutional processes. Collectively, that, like if, if Tom Friedman had his way, it's like, well, the liberals are good, but who we really got to appeal to is Henry Ford. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. <laughs> Collectively, they're, they're the only responsible force left with real leverage on Trump and the Republican lawmakers doing his bidding. I don't know if you know this, but Trump is maybe truly the only person in the world that's ungovernable. The only way you're going to govern Trump is if you get somebody that he thinks is really cool. <laughs> Like maybe like uh, George Clooney or somebody. He don't like George <laughs> nah, Clooney. I'm sure. Nah, like, like uh, Clint. Eastwood. Some matinee idol like pussy getting guy. Yeah. You know that he thinks is cool. That's the only way you're appealing to Trump. Trump don't give a fuck about the business community. <laughs> he give a fuck about I Trump. Let's see. Wait. So hold on. Did I miss something? They are. Ooh. One of the. My jet's kicked on. <laughs> One of the <laughs> reasons. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I've just been, I'm launching. What? They somehow <laughs> think that putting the solution to COVID in the hands of business leaders is going to do something to control Trump? No, I think what they're saying is that. Like in order to rein Trump in, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna take ingratiating ourselves, the Democrats ingratiating themselves to the center right business community, which was the whole centerpiece of running Hillary Clinton, right in twenty sixteen. Yeah. It's like what was the the famous Schumer quote for every. Uh, Whatever, we'll pick up two moderate Republicans yeah, moderate in the Republican wherever movie. suburbs. Oh my god! Yeah. These so it's like it's been disproven time and time again, but. but but, I mean, this is the thing about it, too. I mean, like, if you even get into the demographics of January 6th or whatever, I mean, it was a bunch of, like, 
fucking like jet ski retail owners and like all these fucking small business people who like don't care if like it's Trump. Like it's not about like the morality of it. Like they don't give a shit. Anyone who's like, I mean, actually, that I don't think that's true. Actually, I think they, if anything, they would prefer somebody like Trump. But like, you can't rely on these people. I guess is what I'm saying. You know, like these people are like a very like like they're con- the very flexible constituency. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm to the point where I would never vote for him, obviously. But, like, if all things were being equal here, <laughs> what might a president? We could laugh at a little bit, you know? Biden would be funny if they would just, like, quit hiding him. You know what I mean? But they got to hide him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a false equivalency. Nothing is as big as the Trump cult's threat to our constitutional order. Nothing at all is bigger than... Uh, could you imagine ascribing and this is kind of where i get off the rails a little bit with like people that are like what i think are like overly not overly concerned because i don't think you can be like overly concerned about fascism but the people that are all the time saying something about the creeping fascist order and all this kind of stuff Mm. i can't in good conscience just because i'm from where i'm from okay I understand how if you're from somewhere else and you and there's like proud boy chapters and there's this constant like sort of uh, organized sort of like proto fascist shit going on mm-hmm. like in real time in the streets and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Here we see like a guy that works at Lee's Famous Chicken with like a three percenter sticker in his window and he like goes and shoots at the gun range and whatever and <laughs> yeah. says let's go Brandon and that's like kind of where it ends. And my hunch is. That's probably where most of these people like kind of get off at. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying that to to downplay the threat of encroaching fascism or whatever that you're yelling about. What I'm just saying is that like not everybody with these proclivities is like Mussolini. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or or would even prefer probably prefer that type of rule if it came down to it. What it is is they've been subsumed into this like greater cultural current, yeah, and it appeals to and it's it, it's paid lip service to the aesthetics of their life, and so of course they're going to go with that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we don't we don't reason with the better angels of our nature. It's who is most in line with like our lifestyle choices and our cultural markers and so forth. Yeah, it's all very think... aesthetic. No, go ahead, Ty. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, Tom, it's all very aesthetic. You know what I'm saying? Like, these people, like, you were talking about the definition of, like, fascism before and all this. Like, I mean, like, yeah, those people are, like, you know, they might be racist and they might be xenophobic and all that. But, I mean, more than anything, all of what they're doing is an aestheticization of their politics. You know what I mean? And especially if you live right. in the South, like, 15 minutes from where I live, there are people flying Confederate flags, like Tani was saying, her neighbors, you know. And that's not, I mean, when I first moved here, it was jarring, but... I mean, I could see how it's jarring to people who live in, like, the Northeast, you know, on the coast, you know? And seeing right. that all, like, concentrated on one day. But, I mean, I would hope that, like, most of my neighbors out there, like, well, neighbors, but that live over in the next town close enough to me, I mean, I'm not, they're not going to bed reading, like, Mein Kampf, you know what I mean? Like, these, right. these right. people are just, like, they're just, like, anybody else. You just kind of, like, live in the ambient background noise, I guess, of your society and the people that you identify with socially and whatnot, you know? Yeah, like, most of these guys are just, like, going to the races on the weekend saying, let's go Brandon, and, like, 
punching each other on the arm, chuckling <laughs> yeah. to themselves. Well, and they go home and watch a show where like two guys ride side by sides and like go look at stuff in the hills. <laughs> go ahead, Tanya. I'm sorry. Well, and they're probably the most likely bunch to be like beating their wives and kids and shit too, because these are just like you know, it's just like yeah. a, it's like there's a track of violence mm. here, and I think where probably. Um, where like where people live, where they are just like militias and shit popping off. I think where the problem comes in is when people fascists with actual power mm. know that in a moment's notice they could deputize a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah, you know we've seen it happen in the South. Yeah, yeah. So right. Like, I yeah. think I think, and I think that yeah. tells the tale, Tanya. Yeah. I think that tells the tale. It. Uh, Here's like the, here's the flow chart for whether your neighbor is fash or just has some like, or is just <laughs> you run to the mill racist with some very poor cultural markers. Are they intertwined with the police? I'm not saying are they like thin blue line guys. They're all fucking thin blue mm-hmm. line guys. But I'm talking about where is their sort of entry point to power locally? And yeah. of course, that's going to look different everywhere. It's going to look different Kentucky than it does New that's York. That's true. Look different true. Georgia. I will York, say, my neighbors ever. 100% do not fuck with the cops. Right. Yeah. Because a yeah. lot of those people are not thin blue line people because mm-hmm. they got, you know, a couple of plants in their backyard, don't want nobody come there fucking with them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> it, you just can't paint this whole thing with like a big broad brush and say, this is like the, this is like, creeping fascism and like this is something we all need to be red alert one none of us have a fucking crystal ball we don't know Absolutely. you may very well be right and i think we should be vigilant about it but i think it's also important to make the distinctions between those things based on where their entry to power is i think about this all the time i've told this on the show before but my brother-in-law is like you know it's like a shitty politics dude you know all the trump shit all the trump shit was anti-vax till he got COVID and all that <laughs> shit. Now he's like, now he's pro-vax, all the stuff. But when uh, the fucking traditionalist workers party and what's the dude, Matt, whatever. You remember the goofy motherfucker that like, what's his name, Matt? I forget. It's not even worth fucking talking about that. But like their fearless leader, right? <laughs> like all these motherfuckers were going around Letcher County where I'm from. And my shitty politics, coal mining brother-in-law that's probably a Let's Go Brandon guy, former anti-vaxxer, all this shit, texted me and said, y'all be careful, there's some racist group going around. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. all relative yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you can't yeah. tell me all, everybody up there that sieged the Capitol was in lockstep and thought about the longer-term consequences and the longer like sort of ideological bend of like what... We yeah. tend to, like, ascribe to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, you brought up a good thing, too, Tom. Like, nobody knows what January 6th was because you can't know what it is until there are events that happen where we could, like, say there's a relation between them. You know what I mean? So if things like, let's say, like, we, you know, we do enter, like, a, a overtly fascist regime, right? Like, then people will point to January 6th and say that was, like, the nascent beginnings of this thing, you know? But right. I mean, more or less, we don't know until, like, you know, future events pan out. And I think, too, like, if you look at those people on January 6th that were just, like, chilling in Nancy Pelosi's office, you know? Like, I guess the guys that brought, like, the zip ties and shit like that who were actually wanting to, like, take Congress people hostage, you could say those people maybe had, like, some inkling of a plan, you know what I'm saying, to, like, carry out in this event. But most Yeah, there's definitely, there's yeah. definitely, like... 
lunatic fascist people oh, amongst yeah. those numbers. But, you know what I mean? There's no doubt about that. But most people that were there were milling around, like, not, couldn't, they couldn't even believe that they had gotten that far, even, you know? <laughs> some of these, you gotta, but you just gotta tell the truth about it. Some of these people are just like, you know, some of these people, like, for dramatic effect, were climbing the walls and yeah. siege and all this stuff. Other motherfuckers treated this like day at the museum, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you know yeah, yeah yeah so it did break my heart to find out that the famous picture of the woman actually was at the kansas state house and not the capitol building oh yeah. oh, oh were you fact checked <laughs> right right i just think i just think that's what it was to circle back to that point i was trying to make about like the sort of knee-jerk tendency to call things fascism or socialism right mm. the last four years everything is fascism or socialism not everything is fascism nor socialism you know what i mean yeah. and i i've i think i think we need to fight the inclination to sort of like do to just like engage in that kind of shit because the point of politics is to make things better mm. right and i don't think that like if we're sitting here like pissing and moaning and bickering about uh what's socialism what's fascism all this kind of stuff you know like it's just like we're doing like fucking supreme court definitions of all this stuff <laughs> and it's like i you know i've like i just i've heard like <laughs> i've been at the fucking dinner table and somebody called something fascist it's like i don't know about that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just like this weird i don't know just something i know that maybe it's just because my brain has been severely affected by being online and for the last four, five, six years, whatever it's been now in this journey of ours. But I think, uh, you know, and again, my opinion of this may be skewed just based on, like, the real relationships I have with people. But, like, you know, people that have shitty opinions that have no access to power are not your enemies. You know exactly. what I mean? They're people to be won over. They're people to be engaged with. And they're people not to be infantilized either because there's usually a reason why they think like that it's yeah. not it's not like you know uh just a foregone conclusion that you know that they support sort of an evil worldview that would further like <laughs> oppress and endanger people exactly. you know what i mean man i don't know like one thing i learned canvassing for the dems was like i mean not to sound corny but I, you know i realize that mostly everybody wants the same things in terms of you know, safety and security for their family, you know, roof over their heads, like want their kids to go to school. A lot of it, like I would talk to people about their children, if they had children with their families, because like that, that comes from like the focus of what a lot of people like feel like they have to do in life, you know, go out there and seek a job, right, is to provide for themselves, especially their families. And it made me realize like that all of these political definitions, whatever I was learning in school, all these rigid categories that you couldn't really fit people into these you couldn't compartmentalize people like that you, you know? can't dude that's can't exactly that that's shit. the best point you know? that's the best point because like nobody other than like us those of us brain poisoned by the internet <laughs> have like rigid politics exactly you know what i mean exactly it's just that's, that's just true you know what i mean like if you were to sit down like you could make some guesses some educated guesses about like people's proclivities but ultimately, they will surprise you from time to time. Yo, people have a host of contradictory views, man. Like, I mean, like things that just seem like they don't make sense. And like you said, like being kind of diseased online or I mean, anyone <laughs> who cares about politics is kind of diseased, you know. But like I realize I'm like, man, 
I can't approach this. Nobody should be approaching this like, hey, brother, have you heard the good word of Karl Marx? You know what I mean? Like, you no, know, but you can't approach <laughs> it like that. But I mean, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> you know, you know it's like that. And that's an, that's a problem we get into on the left where we treat everything like it's fucking Christian rock. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, where we, we've created this sort of like subculture and, and yeah. so forth. And yeah. it's just it's just like that's not how you talk to real people. man. You grow out of it. you grow out of it. You grow out you of subcultures. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Especially and that's if you're, not it's not. Go ahead, Tom. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Especially if you want to embark on this emancipatory project, you know, it just seems counterproductive to like kind of retreat further into this like like inclusive, like exclusive club where everybody speaks the same language. And if there are people who have, you know, like um, and I'm not saying there aren't disagreements that are political in nature that we should just like take everybody in. I mean, and I shouldn't even look at it taking people in, but there are reasons to kind of like, kind of um, um, be critical of certain beliefs, right? But more or less, you're going to be organized with people are trying to organize with people who don't have all of your beliefs one-to-one, you know? And you got to find those things that, that matter that you agree on to actually build something out of instead of making somebody feel like they're pariah, you know what I mean? Because they believe in one certain thing. I don't know. I just feel like that's, like a lot of the left does that, and a lot of this, like you were saying, this kind of well, this is fascism, this is socialism. It's still happening in and real time. Present you know? company included. Like yeah, again, yeah, I'm not exactly. fucking shitting on anybody. Yeah, I, this is a little self crit more than anything. Exactly. You know? Oh, exactly. I'm looking at myself when I'm saying this. I'm looking inwards. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah. 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 We're in, we're going in any case. We're going to start looking to the stars and. Oh yeah, like for those what what did Friedman call them? Unexpected, unexpected miracles or <laughs> unexpected, unexpected truths? I like that you thought of them as miracles. <laughs> <laughs> unexpected we need, miracles. We need an unexpected miracle right about now. That's about all's gonna help us. Oh, oh god. god! Oh shit! Well, well to end it yeah, to end ahead. it on a lighter story. Oh. I found this. I thought this was fucking hilarious. To end it on a a somewhat lighter story. (laughs) Tanya, did you hear this? Did you hear this? Did you hear the one about the Tennessee state representative that pants the referee at the game? No. (laughs) No. second, Tennessee rep. Mainline it to me. (laughs) I got you. Uh, This is from WVLT TV out of Knoxville. Tennessee representative Jeremy Faison was removed from a basketball game at Providence Academy after attempting to fight and pants a referee on Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening. Johnson City, Tennessee. Tennessee rep Jeremy Faison was removed from a basketball game at Providence Academy after attempting to fight and pants a referee on Tuesday. <laughs> I love that they're still calling fa- it pantsing. <laughs> I, lo- I love that that's oh, like in the cultural lexicon. <laughs> also, it's like, if somebody's trying to fight me and they just like go to pants me, I'm like, so, like that's those you off so bro, much you don't honey, even know what to do. The in line yeah. between fighting and fucking. That's right. That's right. Blurring that line. Representative Faison represents District 11, which contains Cock County and parts of Jefferson and Greene counties. He took to social media after the incident, saying he quote acted the fool. <laughs> <laughs> He said, he tweeted, I acted the fool tonight. I'm hoping to be able to make it right. And then he said that uh, for years I thought how wrong it was when a parent loses their temper at a sporting event. 
It's not Christian and it's not mature and it's embarrassing to the child, to the children, to the child have always, man. And it's, I hate when I have to read something these motherfuckers can't even like. <laughs> and it's embarrassing to the child have always been in my thoughts. Unfortunately, I acted the fool tonight and lost my temper on a ref. I was wanting him to fight me. Totally <laughs> lost my junk and got booted from the front of the gym. I've never really lost my temper, but I, I've never once lost my temper. <laughs> but I did tonight, and it was completely... So he's like, hey, I've never once lost my temper, but the one time I did, I tried to take another grown man's pants this off. This is not a pattern of behavior. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Emotions getting in the way of rational thoughts are never good. I hope to be able to find the ref and ask for his forgiveness. I was bad wrong. Man, I just... I just want to know, like, because I would think normally the response would be in a situation like that is, you, like you say, you try to fight him, you know, you try to punch him or push him or something, but that's like almost premeditated. Like, was it just impulsive when the first thing you reached for is the pants him? Like, did you yeah. think that I was going to do this when I walked up to him? Like, I don't understand. Uh, Some oh real schoolyard shit, but like, that's how they behave. That's how these motherfuckers behave, even in the halls of fucking Congress. <laughs> Well, like you know, there, there's bitches. always been something a little slightly, uh, you know, uh, underneath the surface homoerotic about playing grab ass with the boys and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe Representative Faison's trying to try to bring that out to the late. Yeah, always trying to relive his childhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. When we, yeah. I just love uh, that yeah. his turn of phrase was, "I wanted him to fight me." <laughs> 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 I saw Red for a minute. Up, I, I wanted him to Square fight. Square up. <laughs> Not I wanted to fight him. I wanted him to fight me yeah, so I could I be justified whipping his ass. <laughs> That's like when the little bitch asses square up and they're like, hit me, bitch, hit me. Nobody wants to get hit, but you just want to call the others bluff. You know? <laughs> It's a gamble. It's a gamble. Occasionally <laughs> you get gamble. hit. You ain't got to tell me twice. Uh, Tanya, when you told that girl you gutter like a deer, did it start <laughs> off as a quasi-gay pushing match? <laughs> oh, God, maybe. Might have been uh, more homoerotic than I realized at the time. Gosh. You're a little muffled, you, T, but that's, I think that's a good place to call it. Anyway, we're a little bit over the hour now, and... Uh, yeah. Any parting thoughts before we shut her down? No. Happy uh happy January sixth. Happy Bay of Chuds. <laughs> to, to those that celebrate. <laughs> to those that celebrate. Happy happy January sixth. Well, I'll offer I'll offer another happy January sixth. It's also old Christmas where it's uh Told by the Appalachian mammal that uh, you, if you listen closely, you can hear the animals praying. If you listen, this is ultimate. If you listen close, you can hear him praying. You said the animals praying, yeah, praying. This is ultimately the hillbilly superpower. Yeah, (laughs) talking to animals. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, folks, thanks for being with us, and uh, yeah. I guess we'll catch you on the main feed next week. If you want another episode this week, as always, we'd like to encourage you to sign up on the Patreon at patreon.com slash trillbillyworkersparty. No apostrophe, where $5 a month 
we'll get you an extra show every week and we might shake it up soon and add some more goodies and bonuses and so forth stay tuned for that uh but like like the kentucky lottery you gotta play to win so go sign up and we'll see you out there but uh thanks you too it's fun oh yeah all right bye bye